This is Cody Ray Miller, and you're listening to the Dude Fuel Podcast. There is a great deal of beauty in acceptance, and acceptance is different than resignation. Acceptance means that you see the world as it is, that you take the universe as it truly is, as best you can perceive it anyway, and you receive it, you accept it without any sort of pushback or any kind of longing for something to be different. Now, many people, they struggle with acceptance. I know that I have in my own life. And so today on the podcast, I want to discuss the difference between acceptance and uh, resignation, which was a really powerful lesson for me. um, And I hope that it will impact you as well. So resignation can often seem a lot like acceptance. You know, somebody says, um, look, man, it's over. Just accept it, right? And, And we think that that person has to resign themselves to that particular situation. And they're probably going to become jaded and bitter, uh, maybe even hostile, depressed. All of those negative emotions are things that are associated with resignation. When we resign ourselves to our lot in life. And that's a very different attitude than acceptance. And yet the functional side of things is quite similar. So when you accept the universe and circumstances and life as it is, you are kind of doing the same thing practically as resignation. You're saying, okay, this is what it is. This is the hand that I've been dealt. This is the circumstance that has been set before me and I didn't have control over it or didn't have much control over it. It's not something that I wanted, but here it is. But when you choose to face something with acceptance, there's more of an embrace. And this is where often I will lose people because people will say, Cody, how on earth could I embrace the horrible things that have happened to me. Now, I've talked about this sort of thing many times on the podcast, but I want to make things, I want to make this exceptionally clear. When you accept something in your life, it simply means you make your peace with the fact that that thing happened. You don't call it good. Calling something that is bad, that is evil, that is nasty, that is wicked, calling it good is in its own right a a sort of evil, okay? So, you know, if you've been through trauma in your life, I am not telling you to accept that trauma and, and, and call it good. I am telling you to accept the trauma, but I'm not telling you by, by asking you to accept it. I'm not telling you that you should consider it good, that you should go, oh, yippee, I'm so glad that X, Y, and Z happened to me. You know, it's so great that so-and-so, you know, wreaked havoc in my life, uh, in, in my life. Uh, that so-and-so abused me, that I was abandoned, that, you know, all of this and that happened to me. I'm not telling you to call those things good. In fact, I would strongly encourage you as a part of acceptance to call them bad. You accept that these bad things happened to you. For many years, I had something looming over my life that I could not accept. Uh, 
I could not accept that I was born with a rare genetic condition called Marfan syndrome. And uh, at age seven, I had to have two eye surgeries, an open heart surgery, and then because of some complications, a pacemaker surgery. And um, they put in a donor heart valve, which I outgrew. And by the time I was 13, they had to put in an artificial valve. So I had my second open heart surgery, just as I had um, sort of come into my teenage years. And because of this, I was limited in some of the things that I could do. I couldn't play contact sports. That was out of the question. Um, And that was something that, you know, at a very young age prior to uh, my first surgery, I had actually enjoyed playing um, league soccer um, growing up. And I had, I had, you know, friends that played, um, that played soccer as well. And I had enjoyed it very much. I played for two seasons when I was five and when I was six. And then when I, you know, when I came into uh, year seven, I turned seven, um, we found out that I had this genetic condition. So I couldn't play contact sports anymore. I also found out that I had to be on some medications for the rest of my life to manage uh, what was going on with my heart. I later found out that I would not be able to have corrective eye surgery of any kind and I would have to wear glasses. And without glasses, I would be legally blind. Um, But with glasses, uh, you know, 2020 vision, that was a good thing. So silver lining there. But, you know, there were a lot of other things where I was limited. You know, I couldn't go into, uh, I thought about um, wanting to become a pilot, going into the Air Force. Um, And of course, like any kid, I dreamed about things like becoming an astronaut. But my dream was shot down prematurely because there was no way that I was ever going to be allowed to go to space as an astronaut for NASA because I've got this heart condition and I've got these messed up eyes. And so with all of that in my life, and especially in my teenage years, which, you know, is such a tumultuous time anyway, I had difficulty accepting. Like, why did this happen to me? Like, of you know, just what horrible bad luck that this would happen to me. It was not an inherited disease, but it was a genetic mutation, or so the doctor said. They couldn't find any history, uh, any family history of Marfan syndrome. Um, we thought maybe on my mom's side, but you know, nothing really ever came of that search. And so, doctor said it was just a weird genetic mutation on my FBN1 gene, my fibrillin gene, um, you know, things had just gone a little bit crazy. And so I had Marfan syndrome, have Marfan syndrome. And so there I was as a teenager struggling to accept what had happened to me and what was happening to me and what would be my reality for the rest of my life. So I fought back against it. I spent some time in denial. Uh, I thought, well, I'm just going to live my life and do whatever I want and not even, you know, think about it or worry about it. Uh, Of course, my parents were smarter than that and wouldn't let me um, do that. Things like contact sports and all that. But I did go through a phase where I wanted to just ignore it. I couldn't accept it. But when I finally did accept that this was the reality. I didn't say, oh, yippee, I'm so glad I have Marfan syndrome. Okay, <clears throat> that, that's not how I came to accept it. But instead, I had to confront this reality in my life head on and say, okay, this is the situation. It is what it is. I cannot do anything to change it. So I can sit here and be miserable the rest of my freaking life or... 
I can decide to, you know, work for as much good through this not good circumstance as possible. I have to accept that this is who I am, that this is a part of my story, that this is a part of my journey, and that I can use it for good. Not that it is good, but that I can use it for good. And, you know, very quickly, I found some silver linings. The biggest one um, <clears throat> was that I had met some incredible people. Uh, I went to a summer camp for um, young people who had different heart disorders and had had heart surgeries. And I met so many wonderful people at that camp that I would not have known if I didn't have those struggles in my life. And I realized one night, I, I remember sitting on my bed and all the lights were off. I was staring out my window and we had this street light um, right outside that was casting a little bit of light inside. And I had my back up against the wall. My bed was pushed up against one wall and I was staring out the window and I was thinking about this. And that's what dawned on me. And I kept seeing the faces of the people that I had met and the people that I loved, my friends, that I would have never even, I wouldn't have even known that they existed without having to go through this struggle. And so I'm not here to tell you that, oh, in that moment I said, well, my friends are, are greater in comparison to the struggle of Marfan syndrome. No, I'm not telling you to weigh your tragedy and your suffering out like that. It's not like every horrible thing that happens to you has to have a, a stronger silver line. It's not about that. It was about a moment of acceptance and saying, you know what, this is what it is, but I choose in this moment to see some good in it. Because if I don't see the good that's right in front of me, I'm only choosing to see the bad. And that is nothing but just a black hole, just a, a dark pit of despair. And I'll just get sucked in there forever. But you know what? If I can focus on the glass being half empty, that means I can also focus on it being half full. And again, please hear me. I'm not saying that, you know, your silver lining and your tragedies and your traumas are always going to equal out like that. Okay? It might be a very thin silver lining, just a little bit of positivity amidst great, great suffering and darkness. I get that, okay? But what I would ask of you today is to consider how you can accept the things in your life that you don't particularly care for, the things that have hurt you, the things that have set you back, the circumstances that brought you disadvantage and dis-ease and frustration in your life. How can you accept them? Not with resignation. You know, I didn't throw my hands up and say, whatever, fine life, you win. I can't play sports anymore, whatever. Then you're just going to go through life being bitter. But I chose to say, you know what? This is what it is. It sucks. It really freaking sucks. But I do see some good here. I'm going to choose to focus on the good. And I'm going to see what other good I can find as I live my life. Bringing encouragement to other people who are struggling with their health, uh, whether it has anything to do with their heart uh, or their uh, eyes or anything I can relate to, is something that I now have at least a slight advantage in because I've been there and I can tell people that I've been there. People who are afraid of surgery, I can tell them, I've been there. I know what you're going through. People who are confronting the possibility of death, I was there. When my cardiologist diagnosed me with Marfan syndrome, <clears throat> the aortic aneurysm on my heart <clears throat> was so big 
that the cardiologist, she literally said he needed this surgery yesterday. And we will try to fit him in as quickly as we can. But there is a chance that this thing is going to rupture and that he will die. And there's nothing we can do about it because that's just the way it is. We have to line up an OR and a doctor who's good enough to do this surgery and not kill your son. Can you imagine being parents hearing that, right? I can't imagine. I was out of the room. That's my parents telling me that's how that conversation went down, right? So friends, accept the things that are. Accept the present moment in your life, not with resignation, but with understanding and with wisdom that being in denial provides no benefit to you or the rest of the world, that moving forward in resignation only drops you into a pit of depressive despair. And yet again, it doesn't benefit you or the world. But if you will accept the things that are in your life, I firmly believe that good can come from them. One final example and a little bit of humor for you, right? We grow beautiful plants. We grow food to eat. We make amazing gardens from what? <laughs> from manure, right? So if you've got a bunch of manure that's been shoveled into your life, I'm not telling you to take that manure and go, oh, yay, poop, right? It's not what I'm telling you to do. What I'm telling you to do is to take that manure and to say, you know what? I believe with all my heart that something good can spring from this. If only I'll foster it and cultivate it appropriately. So thank you for listening. As always, this podcast is dedicated to you and to your success. I thank you for listening to the Dude Fuel podcast. I hope you'll share it with a friend. And, uh, you know, again, thank you so much. You mean so much to me as listeners. I've, I've gotten the privilege of hearing from just a few of you recently, and it really blessed me that, you know, you're saying that the, the podcast is helping you on your journey. And that's what it's all about. So thank you so much for reaching out, for encouraging me, for letting me know that. I'm Cody Ray Miller. I look forward to speaking with you again tomorrow. Thank you again so much for listening. <laughs>